Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Oh boy, everybody! Those who got no sleep last night, they know why, man. The big game was on. Joe, did you watch the big game last night? I watched the big game. Look, the former champs, the ones who had been there to the end, were trying to do it again. And, man, they hit a brick wall of defense. The other team came out scoring early, and it was too much. They got shut out. Joe, what does shut out mean? You don't score they anything. They didn't score anything. And in the very end, folks, the Toronto Maple Leafs beat the Vegas Golden Knights 4-0. Man, I was on the edge of my seat watching that game last night. That was the big game last night. Oh, man. Wow. What, what a else game. comes close. What a game last night. Uh, yeah, that nail incredible. biter to the end. Incredible, but Vegas had no answer, man. They did. No answer. No, no offense. Absolutely no, no offense. offense all night. They got shut out. The defense was there, and the, the, it was great. But um, oh, the Braves also won the World Series last night. So that's uh, well, that's, that's nice. It's pretty cool. That's nice. First time since what ninety five? Yeah, you know. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I was waiting on that one. You see, you do the old the old late night formula. You got to wiggle the tie and you got to point at the side guess, Joe. Yeah, sidekick. Uh, no, honestly, though, seriously, in all seriousness, congratulations to the Atlanta Braves for winning the World Series. I tweeted out last night when they were winning. I said, uh, let's go. Any team that's not the Astros, let's go. <laughs> that's kind of what I... That's kind of what I said, too. Everyone was like, Jacob, are you cheering for the Braves? I'm like, no, I'm not pro-Brave. I'm just anti-Astro. And they're like, we went the Braves. No, no, no. no. I was anti-Astro. It could have ended in a draw, but as long as they didn't win. It's kind of like the same thing. It's like, hey, I didn't want Trump or Hillary to win. It's like, well, are, does that mean you're pro-Hillary? No. no. I just don't want either one of them to win. And it's like, well, you're pro-Trump? No. no. I just don't want either one of them to win. <laughs> No, I, I did look. I'm not. I was not as in heavily invested because I had no. I had a team that I despise and Quite a team. Literally, no dog in the fight. No dog in the fight. So Quite literally, so no dog in the fight. I uh, didn't really pay the closest attention to this World Series as previous ones. But um, the team that I would prefer to win uh, did end up winning, and uh, congratulations to that. There's an interesting tweet that I saw. Uh, Talking Yanks put this out. They said. Uh, in 95, when the Braves won, they snapped a big, long... Um, Losing streak. Well, no, drought of, uh, of uh, like, champions, championships. Yeah. The very next year, an, an, another team broke... Oh, that's true. Broke, broke their World Series drought. And that t- same team that did it in 96 has another World Series drought. So, 2022, Yanks for the World Series? Are we going to see that, Joe? Uh, what's the saying that history doesn't repeat itself? It rhymes. It rhymes. So maybe they go to the World Series, maybe they don't win. Who knows? Uh, Who knows? Mm -hmm. Who knows? Interesting policy there. Interesting. Who knows? I I don't. Um, yeah, it was a good game. I went to bed about, well, seventh inning. I turned it off. I was watching the Canucks game. I was going back and forth between the Canucks game. Um, I did. At work today, I was like, hey, guys, you watched that crazy game last night? Man, the Canucks came back and won. <laughs> I'm like, no, we didn't, no one watched the Canucks game. Well, I watched the Canucks game. My thing just all 
fell over here. That's because you're a mess, Jacob. Uh, this place uh, is a mess. I, this is the first year that I really haven't watched the World Series at all. I think I watched maybe a combined hour and a half of all the all six games. So, uh, but yeah, uh, good for uh, good for the team that won. Um, so, <laughs> so do you think? Say. Do you think that like the seventh inning, whenever they're down seven nothing, that someone in the dugout wasn't like. Got that camera still? Is there, is there still trash cans in the in the clubhouse? I wonder if all the trash cans are chained down to where they can't have them in the close no, proximity I wonder, to I a TV Dusty screen. Baker was like, is that camera still out there? <laughs> <laughs> someone get a someone get a bat and go in the clubhouse and start beating on some trash cans. We got to win. <laughs> I bet you that actually probably cross someone's mind who's the uh who's the owner of the team i can't remember his name I can't remember either it's like those darn trash cans. there there is an interesting thing that uh jake talked about on talking baseball was that the astros have not been to two world series ever since they won in 2017 and they won in 2017 with some shady business so yeah they've been twice and couldn't do it against two teams that arguably they should be better. They should have beat the Astros yeah. on, the, on paper and theoretically the Astros should have beat the Braves and the Astros should have beat the Nationals. They didn't both times. So, is that to say that the it, it it doesn't look good. It doesn't yeah. look good that you go back twice against teams that you should have beat and you you don't. I wonder if they got so used to, like their three main players, Bregman, uh, Altuve and um Correa. Correa I wonder if they got so used to the uh, the cheating that maybe it's still messing with them. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Um, it just it was an interesting thing because I think now that going into next season that they're losing Correa probably. They're probably going to lose one or two other players. Or this Michael is not, uh, Brantley. Or... This is not going to be the same Astros team that we see this, this next uh, in 2022. So. Maybe this is the end of or beginning of the end of their their great reign, and are they going to have 2017 will always be tainted for them because they did cheat. Um, not to say they're a bad team, but it does it does look really bad. You know, it's funny though is that this is something that I think that you told me about with uh, they were talking about the Michael K show is that everyone says they hate Altuve, they hate uh, all these players from the Astros. But if there's a if there's a possibility your team might be able to trade for them or buy them outright, it's like oh yeah, we'll take those players. Yeah. Which you know, if if uh, if if they wanted to bring in what's the guy they're looking at now for shortstop, I can't remember. Correa. Correa. He's gonna want a crap ton of money. Who knows if he'll get it? But there's the option that we could pick him up. That would be a great buy or a great steal or a great trade, um, regardless of his uh, shady dealings, uh, because it certainly looks like the ones who were really involved with the cheating were like Altuve and maybe a few other people. But who knows? Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. Um, I just think that's, I think that's fascinating that when you really think about it, that this was their, this was their, this was their like redemption tour. That they're gonna get to the playoffs and they're going to the Cinderella uh, story. The Cinderella story of saying, "Hey, we don't have to cheat to win." Well, maybe you do. Maybe. Well, it doesn't you say do something to the fact too that they got to the World Series. Yeah, but you, you couldn't finish the deal. It, it doesn't matter. I mean. Sure, they were the American League champions, but it doesn't matter and yeah. if, if you don't walk home with, with the ring and with the trophy. I guess that's true. Um, my only 
gripe with this World Series was that they didn't win it in Atlanta for the sole purpose of watching Rob Manford have to grit his teeth as he gives them the trophy in Atlanta. Yeah. The city that he stole the All-Star game from. Yeah. I I, uh, I think that is that's something that I wish I was I would have stayed up to watch that. That would yeah. yeah that would if they were going to win game 5 in Atlanta, I would have stayed up to watch that. Just to watch that man have to if I present the trophy. Well, Rob Manfred's so stupid anyway, he wouldn't know what, what city he's in anyway. Welcome to Milwaukee, everyone. <laughs> oh, Atlanta. <laughs> Comes and whispers in his ear. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, um, so I, I'm sure everyone has heard by now. Uh, there was the big election was, uh, was on Monday or Tuesday. Sorry, Tuesday. Whew, man. Days are all becoming the same. There's a big election on Tuesday, and I'm sure by now your candidate won, and your country will soonly uh, change. It'll be better for the. It'll be better than it was, and everything's just going to be perfect, right? Because the uh, what's his face? Um, what's the guy that ran in the gubernatorial race? Um, I, it's not McAuliffe. It's uh, the, the Republican guy. The I, gl- I, to be honest, Glenn Youngkin. 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 That sounds like a, a wrestling name. Um, the Destroyer, Youngkin. I don't know. Uh, but he beat the uh, Terry McAuliffe of, for the Goober, gubernatorial race there in Virginia. Um, I guess I guess this is a big upset. I guess this means a red wave. I guess this means that it's a referendum on, uh, on the Biden administration a year into it. I mean, who knows? I mean, Biden did say today, just before we started, that and just later in this month, we will all be our tables and our hearts will be full because the vaccine. I mean, duh, duh. Um, you know, so uh, is this is this what everyone's making it out to be? Now, if you were watching MSNBC last night, which I wasn't because I was asleep, because I, I value my, my because my I don't live in Virginia. So quite frankly, the governor of Virginia is, doesn't carry as much weight for me as the governor of Georgia. But that's a separate issue. So I quickly caught up on the the mass hysteria that was MSNBC last night because they were like everyone thought this was going to be a shoe in for the Democratic win. McAuliffe was going to win, no big deal. Why are we even talking about this? Then the tables turned, and it they the the guy that the, the guy on MSNBC, the nerd that always does the uh, the numbers there with the polling and the re, the uh, results. Yeah. Um, he was showing in certain areas where Biden won by 10% of the vote. Uh, McAuliffe, the Democrat, was was underperforming by 10%. And I think it was Jake Tapper. Was it Jake Tapper? Or whoever, whoever, whoever one of those guys is on MSNBC was like, oh, my God. Yeah, Jake Tapper's on CNN. I know. See, MSNBC, CNN, what's the difference? Yeah, true. Um, was it, or was it Brian Williams? It might have been Brian Williams. He was like, oh, my God. Can you believe this? And then um, it was uh, Joy Reid, um, Richard Maddow, and some other lady uh, were breaking down the results of this whole thing. And it's like, well, you can see how Youngkin clearly weaponized his racism that he co-opted from Trump and was spreading lies and misinformation about critical race theory and uh, you know school, uh, school and parents' freedom. It's like, wow. You guys are really stretching here. <laughs> the the she the one the one lady who I can't remember her name because she's so so insignificant uh, that she just doesn't mean anything to me. Uh, she was like, you know, 
um, oh gosh, what, what? she's like, how can you uh, defeat a ghost if the ghost doesn't exist? Uh, referring to critical, critical, race theory. critical race theory. And it's like, okay, yes, it might be true that it is not actively taught in all of the uh, uh, districts or whatever in um, Virginia. That might be true. But there are critical race applied theories where they do apply some of it in their curriculum in these schools. And Joy Reid was going on about how, you know, they don't, they don't want to talk about Thomas Jefferson. Nobody wants, no white people want to talk about Thomas Jefferson. I'll talk about it. <laughs> and Joy, uh, I will send you my information. We will we will have a long conversation I have, about Tom Jeff. I have no problem. I, mean, I don't. Is there any? Is there I don't any? Know who she, I don't know who don't, she is talking about. These these people. Uh, there, there there were some highlights posted to to Twitter, and the the disconnect of these people. And this is something that if you. I, I referenced it again, but go watch um, Joe Rogan with uh, Michael Malice or Michael Malice on, on Joe Rogan's show. Either way. Um, he, th- th- these people are so disconnected from the average person. Like there was, um, the average voter in Virginia. Well, the, the one lady, I can't remember her name. It doesn't matter, but the, the, the one like Republican lady that they have on there on, on, um, Claire McCaskill? yes, her, yeah. um, she was saying that how Youngkin, uh, was a champion of the insurrection what? that, yeah, that endangered the lives of police officers okay, and battered so... them with flagpoles and how <laughs> and how she's okay wait, with wait, the... Did, wait, did she say that, that they killed the guy with the fire extinguisher? No, 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 no. Okay, no she, like... <laughs> said, she said that police officers were battered, like, all of a sudden they're now fans of the police, which they spent... Well, a, this, is, well this is Claire McCaskill talking, though. Well, it, but still, she, she, she spoke on... on she spoke on a network that has been famously for bashing the police. Not that saying that you're not allowed to do that, but when you send, you spend an entire summer bashing the police, and then whenever some Trump supporters do it, um, just because of the reasons you didn't like or weren't politically expedient for you, now all of a sudden you got an issue with it. Yeah, but she was like, the, she's like, they. He went on a Fox News and talked about how much he loved Trump, and then how she or how he didn't condemn the January sixth dangerous. No, she called it a, the, the 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 deadly insurrection. Like because the only people that died at the insurrection were Trump supporters. Were Trump supporters that were actually killed um or murdered. Like the cop, they they, they they had to. Uh, Retract the whole thing that the that the cop was murdered by the Trump supporters. This just didn't happen. It didn't happen. Um, so that happened, and they kept going on and on and on about how critical race theory is not really the boogie. It's they're making it to be a boogeyman when it's really nothing. Um, how uh, there was someone else that said that this uh, Youngkin guy uh, was a closeted white supremacist or was dog whistling white supremacists. And it's like, wow, you wonder why you lost, and you wonder why you continue to lose. Because when you look at it, the reason why Youngkin won in the, re- in the, the issues that the Democratic candidate was pushing are all the things that they voted against. So you wonder why. People, then what's so funny is that the progressive media, MSNBC, will, will will bash Democrats on how bad they are at doing things and say it's the Republican stronghold that's that's you know uh, ruling America right now. It's like what what? Yeah. Where are you getting this from? I'm sorry, but the Republicans are not in charge of anything. Conservatives are not in charge of anything. They want a race. 
and largely because of all the crap and lies that you guys keep pushing about critical race theory, about white supremacy behind every rock. It's, it's amazing how everything is white supremacist. Everything. Everything that comes out of the mouth of a Republican or a conservative is a white supremacist dog whistle. You've got frickin' Juan Williams going around saying that uh, when, when parents talk about uh, you know, parents' rights as far as what parents want to know what's going on in schools. That is a code. It is a dog whistle for white supremacy. I... That is so beyond stupid. Juan Williams ought to be ought to be slapped in the face for that, metaphorically. Because, the, come on, man, come on. You know this is bullcrap. You know this is stupid. Everyone can see it. Who, who honestly believes this? You cannot tell me that Joy Reid is, is sitting there saying, you know what, he is a dog whistle for, the, you know, for white supremacy. She does not honestly believe that. There's no way that these people really believe this garbage. You know, this, the same thing about Trump. The one lady who I can't remember her name was talking about how Trump won because, you know, the dirty Mexicans and the rapists and the, you know, the, all the banning Muslims and whatnot. It, that was clearly a sign of white supremacy. It's like, okay, yeah, he said some unsavory things. Not necessarily racist things, but to say that but that, that Glenn Youngkin saw that, and he's like, you know what? Screw the Mexicans. Screw black people. This country's for white people. We, 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 want, we want white people to learn what, what white people need to learn in school. I don't want any of your black history in my school. He didn't say that. No one is saying that. Stop making it out that they're saying that. And they you have to, and you wonder why you're losing. Because honest, good, hardworking Americans know that they are not racist. They have done they have never done anything that could that could be considered racist. And here you are saying, Well, if you're concerned about what your kids are learning in school, you must be a racist. You must be a dog whistling your friends and your family saying Don, Juan Williams is secretly, he's, he's exposing the truth that we hate black people. I mean, obviously. All Republicans, all conservatives hate black people. This is the secret that we have kept so well hidden, folks. It is, it is an inside, you know, this is something we keep on our wraps here, folks. All Republicans and conservatives hate black people. That's just the way they're it is. They're onto us, they're onto us. They're onto us. Red alert, Crap, red alert, they're onto red us. alert. We're do our dog whistles have been exposed. So, and this goes further to my point, further to my point, and why I think I'm right, and why they still have no idea why they keep losing or why they're going to keep losing in the future. Because this was a, uh, a lame duck uh, election, which is really offensive to ducks, because <laughs> ducks are not lame, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> um, 40, over 40% 40 of Democrats do not want Biden to seek re-election. And I wonder why, because they can see that the constant batting over the head of racism and the, the CCRT and all that isn't working. You're not changing anybody's mind over this. Now, some people might believe lies about critical race theory. There might be a lot of misinformation out there because some of it, some of it is in the dark. There's so much of it that we just don't know about and how they're being very shady about how this kind of stuff is being applied in schools. So there is a lot of room for misinformation about no two ways about that. But um, when you are doing things under the cover of night, 
when you're doing things, when, when teachers are saying, you know, we don't want your parents to know about this. When, when, when parents are, at, are, you know, in the same room with their kids on Zoom calls and the, the teachers are saying these, these weird, awful things, and you're like, well, this isn't what I thought it was. You'll wonder why there's a reaction to it. Now, again, uh, I, I I know virtually nothing about this Glenn Youngkin guy. I I, I didn't I didn't know who 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 was running. I, I didn't either in this race, uh, quite frankly, because I don't live in Virginia, and I don't particularly care uh, what kind of governor they have. I am more concerned about Georgia because that's where I happen to live. Um, so, is he going to be better? Maybe, possibly. He says he wants to ban it on day the CCRT on day one. Okay, fine, that's great, great, good for Virginians. But for anybody else, if you do not live in Virginia, um, don't waste your time and energy on this. If you don't live in that state, if you live in the state, fine, focus on it. But if you live in Florida or if you live in California, you should not be worried about who the governor. Of Virginia is. You should be focusing your time and effort on who the governor or mayor of your local municipality is or who the governor of your state is because um, people may not realize this, but the governor of your state has more control over you than the governor of Virginia does. I know that's kind of a, <laughs> I know that's really kind of, you know, uh, not a popular thing to say, but it's true. Um, so don't, to me, this it's a wonder why these things are even like big national stories because I guess there's nothing else to talk about, um, you know, at all. I guess we all have to focus on what, what's going on in Virginia or in, or New Jersey. I don't know if they've called the race New Jersey, and quite frankly, whatever. Uh, I did see that uh, Brother Bill de Blasio wants to run for governor in New York, which that'll be funny. That'll be a blast. That'll be just whew. <laughs> Awesome. But do you think, though, that this is possibly a changing of, of the um, tide and kind of a, a rejection of the Biden? And so and so early in the Biden administration, I think that's what people... We're not even a year in. Well, what I'm saying, though, is that is I think this is this is what was so big and people the reason why people reacted the way they did is because Virginia has been trending blue for, for so many years. Now it's purple. And and now it's a very strong purple. And you had, leaning, I mean, leaning red. Th the governor is now Republican and so is the lieutenant governor. So I think there's something to be said about the the overall rejection of the the Biden and the rejection of the policies that have gone on under the administration of the Democratic leadership of that state. Possibly. But I think also it can maybe can be a rejection of the the overall Biden agenda that everyone else has fallen lock and step in. They're all fallen fallen over themselves to to endorse Joe Biden. I think that what was big and what was big for me is not not that this guy is going to be this the great savior of Virginia. I don't think that. And I think that anybody like I, I um there was a thing that Eric July put up on Twitter, and he was saying this is huge, and I think someone misunderstood um, him endorsing Joe Biden. No, 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 no. or Glenn, whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever this guy is that that somehow Eric July was endorsing him. He's like, no, you're missing the point. The point is that the country is rejecting the status quo again, and it's and it's not like Trump where they rejected Trump because he's Trump because he's Trump and because um, we're all told to hate Trump because he's this racist, evil Cheeto um, Nazi. 
but the, we're actually seeing the policies and it's beginning to hit the pocketbooks of the American people, yeah. and they're fed up with it. They're fed up with paying four dollars a, 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 for a gallon of gas, and then told, "Well, you That's just need to lower your expectations." Or they're tired of being able to. Well, you must be a white supremacist if you want cheap gas. Well, yeah, and they're tired of going to the grocery store not seeing hardly anything on the shelves, and they're saying, "Well, he's got to lower your expectations." That's so. Uh, that is so uh, such an elitist thing to say. Well, just lower your expectations. It's like, but what I'm saying is that for so long they have been, the the people have been demonized and told exactly that point right there. Yeah. Lower your expectations. Like, oh, you're too stupid to understand what's going on in the economy. And they're like, no, you guys have been in charge and you guys have caused this mess. We're done. We're trying something else. Yeah, and. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the biggest thing out of this, and that's kind of what I was, I was trying to get to is that uh, I really don't care who the governor of that state is. I don't Republican, Democrat, whatever. What I want to see is a rejection of the policies that have been going on for the last twenty years. I want to see a rejection of the federal government. I want people to finally wake up and smell the uh, the 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 really bad coffee that's brewing here, and say, you know what, this is something here isn't working. Uh, this federal system isn't working. Whether it's Biden, whether it's Trump, it this isn't working. And with with the misplaced optimism that I'm seeing, I guess, is that they'll say, well, if we put the Republican in, that's going to change things. And it's like, okay, you maybe maybe you get a Republican in there. Okay, now you've got a Republican. But is he actually is he or she actually a good Republican? Maybe, maybe not. Because this guy could get in there and still do some of the same stupid things. But he may not be doing CCRT. Okay, mm-hmm. he may not be doing the one bad thing that got him elected. But he's still doing all the other bad things that the other guy was doing. Right. So that's a little misplaced optimism. What, what's probably going to happen is is that. All these governors that are going to come up to, for all these gubernatorial races that we're going to have uh, next year because we guess you know you love them so much. <laughs> um, everyone's going to be like, well, it's a rejection of Biden in his policies and rejection of these governors because they just happen to be Democrats. And it's like, okay, that's fine. You can you can play the short term game and just, and just you know we don't want Biden because he sucks, which he does. But all if all you're doing is just rejecting Biden and you're not saying, you know, we also reject all the we, we, we reject the federal government and all the bad things that they're doing. If you're not doing that, then you're kind of just wasting your time. You're kind of wasting everybody's time and everyone's money and everyone's effort. If we're just saying, well, we don't want Biden because he sucks, but we'll take Trump back. It's like you realize yeah. the reason why we are <clears throat> in the situation we're in is also because of Trump. So. You really haven't fixed anything. No, but I think, though, that you're going to have to – it's a gradual process, and you're not going to get people to just wake up one day and reject the federal government. They're going to have to take strides. They're going to have to get to the point whenever they see the status quo has been going on so long. So for me, I think that the complete rejection in a state like – because I think that you're not going to see many – this just – I could be completely ignorant, but from my perspective, you're going to see people go from – the leftist Democrat to maybe more of a, I wouldn't say conservative, but more of a liberty-minded Republican, and then you're going to see them go towards go go far far beyond that as far as liberty goes. I don't think many people just immediately make make that jump. I could be wrong, but that's just my own perspective from that. I just I don't see that happening with everyday Republican voters. I just I just don't. I think so many of them just want to see Trump back in the White House, and yes, that does have its advantages and disadvantages, but. 
that that in and of itself is not really a solution to anything. No, it's not. Um, because you know, it's, we still have the same problems that we have today. They might be a little, they might be less worse than they are today. But I, like, like Jacob and I have been saying this for months, even before Biden was president. The problems that we are facing now, we would have faced if Trump was president. It the, the situation may have just been slightly different. It may not have been as bad as fast. But I mean, you can't, you can't, not, you cannot de- deny the laws of economics for this long and expect it to go on forever, right? You can't print this much money. You can't do. You cannot uh, it restrict the economy this much. You cannot shut it down and just, and just, you know, flip the white light switch back on and expect everything to go back to normal. That just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny to see Trump play, you know, Monday morning quarterback saying, well, Biden's destroying the economy. Like, bro, you are the one that declared this a national emergency, giving all the governors the the authority to to, do sh- to shut down the yeah. country. So it's like you're kind of responsible for this, too. And the fact the fact that you didn't uh, kick Joe or uh, not Joe Fauci, that you didn't kick Fauci and Biden or not Biden Burks out of the White House immediately. Immediately. I'm sorry, but but Burks was instrumental in shutting down the economy. She was the one that was pushing for it along with Fauci. Yeah. So, I mean, come on. But um <sighs> Did you see the did you see the official statement from a Trump that came out for for the for the election night? Trump released a statement. Did you I see it? Not, I haven't seen it. He was like he's like, "Thank you to my people, uh Donald Trump people. We came out and supported this guy is so great, Youngkin. Was so great. He couldn't have won without us. And we came out in great in great numbers, and we took back Virginia. So beautiful, so great. I did read something. He basically took credit, yeah. for him winning, which yeah, is the most Trump is, thing to do. That's that's so Donald. <laughs> um, I did read something about how uh, I can't remember if it was something to the effect of, well, Trump wasn't as involved in this race as he has been in others. I don't know how true that is, but they're saying that uh, he. That it, I think it's going to prove that some Republicans don't need Trump to win a certain races. And if that's, if that's good or if that's bad, I don't know. Um, um, I mean, if I was running for uh, for a, a, a Senate seat or a House seat or even governorship, uh, I don't think I would need Trump uh, because the things that I would say uh, would be uh, on par – or if not worse in the eyes of some people as worse than Trump because <laughs> I would let it rip um, as only I can do. Um, so who knows? But most of the people that run for these kind of things don't let don't it do rip. very well. Um, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. Did you, uh, speaking of Trump, did you see Trump at the Braves game? Game yes. four or game four? Yeah, Danny. He was he was over in the he was over in the outfield seats and he was doing well, the whole is, little. Whoa, 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 whoa! Trump's in the outfield. Well, he was sitting like on the first base side, like by the foul pole kind of thing. He had a, he, has, he has he has his own like little. That's little the best section. they can do for Donald. I think he didn't want to be the center of attention there. Nah, no, 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 no! I don't believe that at all. You know, I mean, the center of attention. I don't think Donald doesn't want to be the center of attention. But it was funny because they were doing the Let's Go Brandon chant, and you could see, like, the smile on his face, like, my people, they love me. <laughs> they love Trump in Atlanta. Atlanta's a beautiful city. And then he was doing yes. the Brave Tomahawk chop. And the only thing I can think of is he's like, yes, I chopped the whole game. Joe Biden can't even stay awake for one UN meeting. Here I am chopping the whole game. Look at this arm. It's a beautiful arm. Max Fried, great guy, probably wonderful guy. I don't know if he voted for me or not. That doesn't really matter. I love the guy anyways. He's probably got a great arm, but look at my arm. I chopped the whole game. <laughs> like, like, like I see Max Fried do that. 
Do you think? Do you think Biden could trap on? I mean, own? Biden came and stay awake. Okay, he okay, he's trapping his pants at, at when he meets the Pope, and then he falls asleep during the UN meeting, and here I am trapping all game long. Okay, <laughs> watch Trump take credit for the Braves. Be like, they couldn't have done it without me. Okay, game four, they wouldn't have won I if gave, I wasn't I there. I chopped the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. And when the peoples were chanting, let's go, Brandon. The little smirk. The he little was smiling smile on his face. I was like, oh, He's like, my people, they Donnie, love me. They love me. Donnie is so funny. We don't deserve him. This is the thing about Trump. I wasn't a big fan of him as president, not a big fan of him personally, but Trump is so funny. Like, everything about him, everything around him is just funny, right? Little Marco, let's go, Brandon. All of this. It's just funny. It's comedic. You know, it's it's just comedy gold. I swear, if he comes out and does another rally wearing a Let's Go Brandon hat, it's over. I'll bet. It's over. It's done. We, we can't. We can't. We can't. We can't go on like this as a country any farther. We're done. It, it, it's over. That's it. Just reinstalling. I really, I really do say that. I will say this. So whenever most pre- most former presidents come out, they're very polarizing as far as when they make pub- public appearances. Okay. Um, it, it Georgia's a very Georgia's a purple blue. It, Georgia went blue for yeah. for Biden. So to see Trump at a World Series game, and I understand that baseball tends to lean conservative. I, I get that it's a more conservative sport than like the NFL or something. But or basketball. But look to to see him in a public appearance and to see people chanting "Let's go, Brandon," which is code for "F Joe Biden." Basically, a complete it's a it's a chant to reject the current administration. Mm-hmm. And you see a, a a quarter of the stadium doing this once they realize that he was there. It tells you something that there's still that, that there's a yearning, and maybe people are like people who maybe voted for Biden are like, "This is not working. This was a joke. I was sold a bit." Maybe Trump. What they're saying is. Maybe Trump wasn't that bad. Yeah. You know, maybe he wasn't that bad. You know, whatever you, if you want to believe the economic numbers that came out, which I, I all economic numbers are fudged. And I, 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 I love it when Tim Pool's like, you know, Jim Cramer says he's the best numbers of our life. Like, like you're taking advice from Jim Cramer. Yeah, but, but, like, but what, what I'm saying this? though is to, is to normally as they see Jim Cramer and they see all these other people saying these great numbers and they're like, Maybe Trump wasn't that bad when they when they go to the grocery store and they can't find groceries or they see four or five dollars a gallon of gas. Yeah. Maybe, 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 maybe we we kind of overreacted at Trump. And I understand that's a small sample size. There's only a couple thousand people who were chanting the, the the thing. But if you had a Barack Obama at the Braves game, do you think he's going to get the same reaction? No. Or Joe Biden? No. No. See, I I, I think I think he got. Or blue. even like or or even like George W. If if Bush if W was in that same spot, do you think no? Yeah. There's something about Donald Trump. There's <laughs> There's something about him that I think that I think people that said what I what I said that maybe we overreacted. Maybe he wasn't that bad. Maybe the maybe the, the maybe the media got him wrong and maybe the the, the mean tweets I I, I know so I I know that it's a meme but like some people are like I don't maybe the mean tweets weren't that bad. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? That's just, that's just my first reaction when I saw what I saw at the, the at the Braves game, and I saw it on TV. Well, I saw it on TV and on Twitter as well. Yeah. So, uh, um, kind of getting away from uh, Trump and Governor Gubert notorial races. Uh, I, this week was the start of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Oh yes. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, uh, 
how do I put this? Um, was involved in two shootings where, where two people died and a, and a third was injured in Kenosha, Wisconsin, after the uh, during the Jacob Blake riots. Uh, because, you know, once some black guy gets killed by police, you know, we got to burn cities down because that's just how it works. Um, so Kyle Rittenhouse was out there uh, providing security. People had asked him to be there. Uh, he was out there uh, fairly armed. You know, he had an AR-15. Um, uh, and he uh, was attacked by several people, and he defended himself. That's the story that I tend to believe. So he's on trial now for the homicide because, you know, this is how this works. And uh, it seems like things are going to be, it's, from what I can see, and I am no legal expert. I don't know the, the law. I don't know the, um, the ins and outs of how the courtroom works and the judges and the juries. and the, uh, my, With my limited experience as being a jury, as a juror, um, I don't know how any of this stuff works. But from what I can see, from what I've seen online, from people who are trial lawyers, who have dealt with uh, self-defense cases and people who know how judges work and particularly how this judge thinks, it seems like it's going to be pretty, po- it seems right now that it's pretty positive because the, that pro- he acted in self-defense. Yeah. It seems mm-hmm. pretty positive for, for Kyle. Um, uh, and cause in the pre-trial hearings and in going into jury selection, um, the prosecution wanted to name the, the three people, that Kyle shot as victims. And the judge was like, hold on a second. Hang on. Weren't these people out rioting and weren't they, were they trying to attack him and trying to cause him bodily harm? Harley sounds like a victim to me. And it's like, and the judge has said that, that the prosecution is not allowed to call these three individuals victims. That's kind of, that's kind of a big deal. The fact that the, that, that the prosecution cannot use the term victim to the jury. How is that going to affect the jury? Who knows? Now, there's a whole other thing about the jury selection, and there was a guy who was involved with Kyle Rittenhouse defense team who was pushed away because, for some reason, um, that the way that they chose the jury is kind of murky, and who knows? But that, I'm not going to get that far into it because that, I just don't know about that. But I'm just telling you from surface level for what, I, for what I've seen. So I was watching a little bit of the trial today, and they were going over numerous videos of the uh, incidents of what happened, uh, different angles. They had uh, detectives who were there, who investigated the scenes, and who were given context of what you're seeing on the screen and how things work. It's a very enlightening experience. Um, so I, wa- I watched about, I don't know, about an hour or so of it, of them going through the videos of what happened that night. And the prosecution said several times, describing the people that attacked Kyle, they, he, they were like, you know, it, it's the court is not going to dispute that these men were attacking Kyle, that this guy did try to hit him over the head with a skateboard. This guy did try to, or tackled him to the ground. This guy was trying to reach for his rifle, and that's when Kyle uh, defended himself. It's like, wow, you're kind of making the case <laughs> that was Kyle. The, that was the judge. No, that was the prosecution, the prosecution saying okay. Um and I didn't really hear much of the defense because I only caught the prosecution. Um, but I was like, wow, that's, that's, that's pretty big. And the, the big overarching thing surrounding this case is that if they find him, if the jury finds him guilty of murder, of homicide, uh, then what's really on trial here is not so much Kyle Rittenhouse, it's self-defense. Because 
clearly from my eyes, from what I have seen of this case, from what I have seen with my own eyes, watching the um, videos of what happened that night, it looks clearly to me looks like self-defense. And there are a whole host of people who will say the same thing. It's it, To me, it's self-defense. So if they find him guilty of murder or of homicide, that kind of just throws self-defense out the window. Now all these DAs are going to go after these so-called self-defense you know, claim, claims, and they're going to say, well, we have president here saying that, that this wasn't self-defense. Mm-hmm. So self-defense is on trial here as well. So that's why I really hope that he, that he does not get uh, convicted of murder. The gun charge, the fact that he was 17 when this happened, the fact that he it was still technically uh, not an adult at that point, um, yeah, that maybe I don't know. As far there's, I am very very much pro second. Well, not pro second amendment. Very much pro gun, second amendment or no second amendment. Yeah. I really don't care what 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 some piece of paper has to say. Um, you can have a gun as many as you want. However many you know what whatever kind you want, full automatic, non full automatic, whatever you want. You can you should be able to own whatever you want and then carry it wherever you want. Uh, private property is a little different issue, but you get the point. Uh, as far as age, though, I do think it's you got to have some rules. You don't want ten-year-olds walking out the house with with daddy's Glock. Well, I, what... I don't think that's a good idea. Um, but I think it, it from from like sixteen to seventeen to eighteen, you're kind of you're you're becoming an adult. If you can drive a car, you're an adult. Let's be honest. If you can drive a two-ton missile down the road and not hit people on the sidewalk, I think you're pretty responsible. Or you can join the military at 18. Seriously, you yeah. Can, you can be trained in a rifle at that point. Yeah. So, and um, Kyle was, I don't know, he was like 17. He was, he, was, he was about to be 18 when this happened. So, I mean, just because you, just because the, you, know, you, you cross a day on the calendar to some arbitrary line now means you're an adult, I think is a little ridiculous, too. Um, but, you know... It, Maybe they they might get him on some kind of gun charge. I I would be okay with that as long as he is not convicted of murder and or homicide. Um, So we'll see what happens. That is where I think this is going to go. I I mean, from every angle I've seen in the the video, and I I really, at first I I was believing whatever the liberal media or the um, corporate press had to say that he was out there shooting people. And then I watched watch the footage. The New York Times had a whole thing about it, and they really kind of had to change the language of the way they, they addressed Kyle because it was not so clear that this was just a, a kid going out murdering uh, protesters and, and rioters. That, yeah, um, it's the same thing with the Sandman. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, the Nicholas Sandman. They, they, got it, they, they jumped the gun. Yeah, like no, no pun intended, but they 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 jumped the gun on this and they got it dead wrong from the evidence. And I've challenged people, like go watch that footage and go watch. There's plenty of it on 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 YouTube that they've they've taken the entire account and taken different clips and they've put it all into the, to one reel. And find me where he was actively trying to kill somebody um, that was not self-defense. Like, yeah. go out and find me one. And he even the prosecutor... He wasn't out there antagonizing No, anyone. yeah. Find... Where did he initiate the violence? That's what I'm trying to understand. And if he does go to prison for, for murder or for something like that, I think it, it does play... It does play into the, the, the argument of, of where does self-defense lie now? 
Um, are, are you going to be if 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 God forbid another one of these crazy riots breaks out in another city and someone happens to be armed and they defend themselves because someone's running at them with a baseball bat or whatever or they're 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 obviously initiating and, and antagonizing them and they decide to to defend themselves you know because there's bodily harm potentially from this person are they going to be tried for murder we're we're now in a very dangerous situation now do i think he'll get a weapons charge yes i do think he's going to get a weapons charge i i i fully believe that that's going to happen cuz the prosecution's got to get the pound of flesh and that's far and if he gets off with no charges oh my gosh the the his life is over the the re, well his his it's, 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 it's already, already over yeah. um but if he walks on this the media is going to say well this is another example of a white supremacist kid if oh, this is a black up. kid uh this no i think all the people that he shot were white yeah and yeah, they were they were not like it's not like it's not like he didn't shoot you know school school children or you know little they were adults. saints they were adults and they were all Attacking had him not i'm um, not to say that just because you have, have a shady past means that you have a right to be shot but it's not. It's not like these were peaceful pro peaceful people out out for a, an evening stroll. These people were actively burning and destroying property. Because originally they were pushing a, a a dumpster that was on fire towards a gas station, and the prosecution in the argument saying that they should be called victims, the people that he shot, the 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 they were saying, well, they weren't really pushing the dumpster towards a gas station. It was more towards. The Bearcats, so the police couldn't get involved. And the judge was like, is there ever really a good time to push a dumpster that's on fire? No. Of course not. There's never a good time to push a dumpster that's on fire. That's so stupid. That's idiotic. That's dumb. No one, no one, unless you're a lawyer trying to make your case, no one would ever say that. Yeah. Because <laughs> that just defies all logic. But, but I mean... They, these people were pushing a dumpster that was on fire towards a gas, what appeared to be a gas station, and he was like, "Yeah, let's not do that because dumpster on fire and gas station don't really mix." Can we all agree that that's? Can we all agree that that should be condemned? Yeah. And can we all agree that pushing a dumpster on fire towards a gas station, which fire and gasoline don't mix really, really well together, maybe that could have had a lot of damage to to lives a lot of negative effects a lot of negative effects on the people living by there if a gas station I, I, I don't care up. i don't care if you're pro or anti kyle like can you admit that's not a good idea a lot of innocent people a lot of property is going to get destroyed because that that didn't need to happen that has nothing to do with jacob blake and his case like can we stop this and uh they were showing some video and the night before, because the, the shootings that Kyle was involved in happened on day two of the riots, but the night before, they were showing videos of an entire car lot, a dealership, had been firebombed. All, mm -hmm. like, 30 cars just gone. And it's like, wow, you people are going to defend this? This is what you're defending? You're so, you're so against what you perceive as white supremacy and Trump and guns that you will defend burning down entire cities? Wow, you know... Congratulations, you losers. I mean, seriously. Um, I did have a joke I was going to make about Nancy Pelosi since the governor race. She lost because the Democrats lost that governor race. Like, I mean, I guess she better start drinking because it's probably going to get bad. Um, I, you know, I wonder what, what Nancy Pelosi likes to drink. Is she is she into wine? Is she, you know, vodka, whatever? Cause She's I, a White Claw kind of person. You think so? You think Nancy Pelosi drinks White Claw? Or she Nancy Pelosi has? shotguns White Claws. You think so? Oh, yeah. So if, oh, yeah. if there was a way that we could send her a little uh, consoling basket, you know, sorry for your loss kind of thing, to, to her office. From, Our condolences. From, from the Standing Brothers show, I would love to do that. Our condolences. Yeah. Put, put leave a couple us, a, leave of us a comment on what we should send to Nancy Pelosi. 
<laughs> That's not going to be cancerous at all. A bomb? No. No, no, no. no, no, no. We don't encourage violence no, don't here encourage on the that. show. Uh, maybe a fiery dumpster because apparently that's okay. That's okay nowadays. Um, but yeah. So, yeah. So there's never really a good time to push a dumpster on fire anywhere. Um, but the judge, from what I understand, who, from what I've listened to from these other trial lawyers, appears to be kind of a no-nonsense kind of guy. The fact that he won't allow them to call them victims, the fact that he says that, you know, you know, I don't really care what you say, there's never a good time to push a dumpster that's on fire. So that seems pretty, to be pretty, pretty no favorable. Guy. But when it came to the gun charge, he was like, yeah, he probably shouldn't have been out there with a gun. And, you know, should Kyle have been there? Probably not. But the, the, so, that's not an argument, That's though. not an argument, but if you're going to say that, then no one else should have been there either. Exactly. So so the, I know that there you can you can say... There's okay, so I I originally said in the when we first talked about Kyle Rittenhouse and it happened last year, I said he shouldn't have been in the first place. That's out of his own safety, just because I don't think anyone needs to be going out there when this is going on. It's out of his own safety. He shouldn't have been there, but that doesn't negate the fact that he was there lawfully and he was carrying a rifle lawfully. In my opinion, there's I have no issue with him yeah. carrying a rifle out there. Um. So that argument is completely invalid that, oh, well, this kid shouldn't have been in the first place where well, so they crossed state lines. Yeah, the, was... the, the, the cross state lines thing, that's like, okay, so he lives in the state neighboring, but it's like a 10-minute drive. It, so if you're, It's still not an it's argument. It's not an argument because if you work in D.C. but you live in Maryland, you cross state, state lines. Yeah. So that's, that, it's, that's it, thousands, tens of thousands, if not millions of people do that every single day to go to their job. Not an argument. It wasn't like he was driving from California into Kenosha. No, he knows that he knows that community. He lives literally right next door. So it's not an argument. Um, yeah, I'm very tired of of, of that that argument because um, he wasn't him and yeah. his presence was nothing wrong. And the the media has been just the way that they have portrayed him. The even the even the local media, from what I, from what I understand, the way that they have portrayed this case has just been so just disgusting saying that he was out there for blood that he was out there with automatic weapons no he was not out there with automatic there's no way a 17 year old can afford to buy an automatic rifle just there's just no way but the this there's so much lies and so much just 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 uh just just dishonest things that have been said about this is astounding and whether or not they they have jurors that have been have been isolated from that it's going to be hard to it's, it's going to be hard to know because like we saw in the Derek Chauvin trial, there was that juror that lied about the things that he knew and was out there to be an activist. That's clearly what happened. Um, so other people like that on the jury will never know because it's, it's too late now because they're already on there. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the thing about juries. It's a little, I don't know, weird is that, you know, if you, if you lie, and you, you know, if you're, if you go into, let's say, let's say you go into this trial and you're viciously anti Kyle Rittenhouse, but yet you say things that get you on the jury, but you've already made up your mind no matter what the evidence they show you. It's kind of like, well, is this really the best? Is this really the best way to do adjudicate this? Us, I mean, that's that's why you got to select people who don't have previous knowledge. It's pretty impossible. It's very impossible. Very impossible for that. Because the guy who was on his defense team that was that had. Uh, behavioral experts that had people that knew the, the community knew how to tell if people were lying or if they're being honest he had all these people lined up for jury selection but they were all pushed aside when it came to to uh yeah. jury selection so who knows i don't know well, let's get up from that 
we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, there was that one Elon Musk thing about oh, yeah, about uh, there was this UN report that came out that said that what the world hunger could be solved for just like two percent of Elon Musk's or no five percent or something. It was, it was a very very low percentage of five percent of Elon Musk's uh, net worth, which comes out to be about six billion dollars. They said they they said the UN could 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 solve um to world hunger and starvation um in the third world and other nations. So people, of course, and of course, Elon Musk, they, they didn't say, you know, two or three percent of Bill Gates' is worth. They had to go after Elon Musk because Elon Musk is the only billionaire to, to exist, apparently. Uh, he's the only person that has that has lots of money. Well, he has the most. Well, either, but still, anybody, he's the yeah. only they don't they don't say Jeff Bezos. Right. Uh, some of them do it, much fewer. Yeah, it's not, it's them. not as often. It's not as often. So they said that Elon Musk, we could solve world hunger for, for just a. Six six billion measly dollars, which just I'm I'm no expert on uh, feeding the world or anything, but I do know that there's about a billion people that have that that live in you know very impoverished. It's about a billion people that live in you know impoverished where they they struggle to you know feed themselves and they they live in very very dire situations. So just me putting my thinking cap on. You, you mean to tell me that you're going to solve world hunger for $6 a person? No. Uh, I, I do not believe that you can solve world hunger for $6 billion. There's, there's no way. I don't think you could even feed everyone in America for a, a single day for $6 billion. The amount of resources it takes to move and the manpower to the, the logistics and the management you would have to have to make sure this is all coordinated no there's no way i i don't believe you could do it for six billion but let's just let's let's just say you could let's say theoretically they could end world hunger right now for for only only six billion dollars which yes it's a lot of money but considering what the government with the u.s just the, just the federal government alone spends that's like a day <laughs> a day or two if that of what is spent, so it's not exactly a lot of money in the terms of governments, in the terms of what the UN, uh, of what members of the UN spend every single day. So Elon Musk re- replied to this on Twitter and said, "Show," he's like, "I will do, I will give you the six billion dollars, and I will sell my Tesla stock right now, and I will give it to you." Immediately, if you can show me where all the money's going, and if you can show me, um, and, and if you can prove to me that it'll actually work, and of course, everyone caved because they know it's BS. They 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 they, they know they can't solve world hunger for that much money. And Elon Musk like, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. I'll sell my stock right now. Yeah, no he problem. Said, he said it's got to be open source. Has to be open source. Completely and has out to, in the open. Out in the open and has to be, every dollar has to be accountable. I have to sh- yeah. track it all the way through. Yeah. And you know good and well that that not, that happen. even 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 a nonprofit or even one of these organizations that go feed you know that they're they're, they're taking ten percent off the top just to pay their upper management and the other yeah, people yeah. that run these companies. Well, I mean, yes, it's nonprofit, but they do. They do have to pay these CEOs that run them because they don't do that for free. Like that yeah, just doesn't no, happen. N- n- no. So here's the thing, right? If you make this thing completely open source and you share where this money's going, it's like wait, a billion dollars went to paying paper pushers. That's not. That's not what this money's supposed to be going yeah. for. You, you guys, no, exactly. That's that's how I know that you, that, that it's come. It, 
it's it it would cost way more. So I, I um, because if if it was only six billion dollars, you know, good and well, the federal government would be like, we need to raise taxes on the rich. That way, we can end world hunger right now. Well, I I forget how much it is, but the U between the UN, the US, and other governments around the world, we probably spend. Way, multiples way of that, more than way that more than on, that on foreign aid, on foreign it's aid not and even food to, to third world here. countries. So I, I just typed this in before we start recording or whatever. Just you know, Elon Musk and the the whole UN thing, and I came across this article from uh, Newsweek. It's Newsweek. Here you go. Yeah, fiscal year 2019, the U.S. spent 39 billion dollars in foreign aid, and that's just one percent of the of the total budget of with the federal government. 39 so. billion dollars. Just in 2019 on foreign aid. So uh, the the news this Newsweek article that I, I found uh, goes like David Blaisley, who is in charge of the the UN World Food Program, uh, he says he is right to challenge billionaire Elon Musk and others to donate to fight world hunger. Uh, you know, this guy has been pleading help from help from billionaires for you know for a while now, and he eventually reached out to Twitter. And this guy says, um, what Musk should realize is that donating to feed the hungry saves lives and helps build world peace. And help is needed right now more than ever. Conflict, climate change, and the pandemic have led to the biggest hunger crisis since World War II. And it's like a lot of that is self-inflicted. The people who were pushing lockdowns, especially in the UN, were telling people that lived uh, that lived hand to mouth, people that lived and that, that made enough money in one day to feed themselves. Uh, those types of people that live in the third world, they were told to stay home and not go to work, so they, basically forcing them into starvation. That was the that was lockdown. That was government that did that to them. Not say they didn't have problems before, but you made it worse with your with your stupid lockdowns. Um, and he goes on about how you know back in the day we used to airlift food and give uh, uh, wealthy people used to give money to help feed the poor. We still do that now. Have you not heard of charity? Have you not heard of all these uh, nonprofits that go into these countries and give and do lots of good work uh, in these third world countries? Have you heard of Samaritan's Purse? They do this kind of stuff all the day, every day of the week. They're out there giving food out to people. E- even the UN is evil and stupid. They've been doing this for decades. So don't pretend like we, we at, at at some point we just stopped giving food and giving money to the third world. That's just not true. Uh, he goes on about Harry S. Truman and Trump himself donated care package to Europe. Uh, you know he's like today we have uh, the similar problems on hand uh, approach. To, you know today we we need a similar all hands on deck approach to stopping the biggest uh, global hunger crisis since the post World War II era. Musk can make a major contribution toward funding the most daunting, expensive relief missions in history. Why, why don't you guys go after your, your saint, your golden boy, uh, Bill Gates? He's got a lot of money, too. No one, no one, no one ever asked him to cut a check for anything. No one asked him for $6 billion. Yeah. You know, he, he, he claims to do all this great charity work. Okay, that's fine. What's six, what's $6 billion more? Sell some Microsoft stock, yeah, Bill. Yeah, come on, Bill. And the fact that they, they, they will continually have this idiot on uh, TV to discuss climate change or the pandemic, the guy's a computer nerd. He doesn't know anything about climate change or how to solve it. Or He's not a doctor. But that, and he also that, can't prove that government is the answer to fixing climate change. Oh, that, not that, that that'll even be effective. Not that not that it's not real, and not that you not not, not that you can um, do take, anything about doing it. about it. But the fact that the only way to fix it is government. And right. The only way to fix it is, is having government take control. 
Uh, let's see. He goes on about how Yemen is facing hunger from a civil war. There's other things involved in that. Um, uh, conflicts in Ethiopia, Syria, Niger, South Sudan, all these other countries that he has said. Uh, donors like Musk can make a powerful difference by, br- by bringing some stability in these conflict zones with food. They can help establish conditions for peace in the long run. With enough funding, WFP, I guess that's some kind of food thing, can expand life-saving nutrition for infants, school meal programs, can expand to reach more kids in need, allowing them to be fed and stay in class. Uh, Musk himself would not be able to succeed in life without food and education. Right? Who ever thought about that? You can't live without food? I mean, ah. Uh. <laughs> he could help give uh, that hope to millions of children with large donations, with more funding, agricultural programs, and whatever. It's like, okay, that's fine. It's fine. You can ask him for money. You can ask all these rich billionaires to give money. But when they are going to ask you, hey, can you give me a spreadsheet of where all the money is going? You can't say, oh, well, ho, ho, no. Were you, were you, were you clutching your pearls now? You, 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 like, no. Very rich, successful people like a Musk or a Gates or a Bezos, um, when they give their money out or when they, uh, you know, um, liquidate capital, when they invest in something, they want to see where that money goes because they're expecting a return. So even if they give money to charity, they're not just writing a blank check and just throwing it at poor people. The, no, the people fund. The people, the human fund. The human fund. They're not just throwing money out. They want to see where the money goes because they want to make sure that their hard-earned money is being well spent and it's actually going to where it needs to go to, not to some administrative lackey who's a paper pusher at the UN. Make, no, that money does not need to go to him. It needs to go to actually acquiring the food, shipping out the food, and distributing the food to the people who need it, right? That's putting gas in airplanes, that's putting gas in trucks, giving people the resources to get the food to where it needs to go, not to not to the corporation that is the UN. Yeah. I think that he's too smart of a, of a dude, and he and he knows the waste. I mean, as a guy who comes from business, he knows the waste, fraud, fraud and abuse that goes on with, with some of these, uh, especially the UN, oh my gosh, uh, but but he, you know what's funny he, though? But look, I think what's great is that he called them on their bluff and the fact that they're having to back away from the challenge. But and, you know what's funny they're... though? Is if, if Elon and let's say one of his friends like Bezos or Richard Branson got together and they decided to do this, them, them, that do, do give food out them themselves, it would be so much more effective than the UN would be. Because the UN can, is terrible. And... Because if if Elon was like, you know what, I'm going to I, I'm going to use my knowledge and the resources we have from SpaceX, from Tesla, and the mine, all my other companies, we're gonna we're gonna put all that knowledge to work and making sure this food gets to where it needs to go the most efficient way possible. So Elon could be like, you know what, I'm gonna ask a few of my few of my very very wealthy friends. Hey, let's take some time and let's figure out how how we could do this ourselves. Because you know what, you don't need the UN to do this. You don't no. need these global, um, you know, things to do this. It's not, it's not necessary. We could do it yourselves. I think it's great. I think that he's too smart to be to be bullied. Well, yeah, to be bullied. And that's this was what this was a bully tactic. And yeah. of course, he said, "Well, I wasn't picking on Elon Musk. Well, why'd you call him up by name? Why yeah. didn't you why'd say?" You tag him? There's many other billionaires who who have the plenty of money, according to you guys, right? Because all these people think that that. Elon Musk just has three hundred fifty billion dollars in cash at a bank that he's just like, hmm, what do I, what, what do I do, what do I do? Yeah, that's, um, that's how they, all these people, people think about these billionaires. But I, it was good to see him, uh, him not, but I'm not bullied around. And if you, if you think you're gonna be, if you think that you're gonna bully around uh, Elon Musk, you are. A, 
Gravely They're mistaken. Gravely mistaken. So. What's his net worth now? It's more than 300, 300 billion? 350 billion now. It's 350? Yeah, he well, Tesla stock shot up a bunch and that Oh, cuz the Hertz deal. Yeah, well, his his net worth is so based on on Tesla, Tesla stock. Yeah. And then SpaceX did another offering, another private offering so that boosted up as well. But really, if you look at his net his net worth moves around so much because of his Tesla stock. Right. It's yeah. anywhere from like 315 to like 300. Yeah, it's just it just it all it really all depends on the stock and the way that it performs that day. Yeah, or that month. What's uh, who's next? It's Jeff, right? Yeah, Bezos is next. So, um, anything look, else you up. got? Um, not, not that's not how you spell Bezos, Joe. B e z o s. B e z e o s. No, there's no. It's only, there's only one e. In it doesn't Bezos. matter. Uh, his net worth is what? It's still still two hundred billion, right? Yeah. Two hundred five billion. Yeah. So. Wow, he kind of, he really, like, I knew he was going to pass Jeff at some point, but I didn't know he would go this fast and it would be that much. I mean, Tesla touched a, touched at a trillion really, yeah. dollars, which is ridiculous. That is that is kind of ridiculous. Ridiculous to think about a car company being worth a trillion dollars, but. Who knows? So, anyway, any, anything else for the show, Joe? That's it. Guys, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you listened to, if you enjoyed the audio experience that you have just embarked on, you can so you can you can become a member of the show and you can become a member of the Standing Brothers Show. Join the by website. joining the website patreon.com forward slash Standing Brothers Show. You can donate five bucks a month, get you early access to all the episodes of the show. You can also follow me on Twitter at jstandard underscore. You can check out the Teespring store as well to get a cool T-shirt and a bunch of other various things. Check out the Substack. I'm gonna do an update here in the next few weeks on that. I have a lot of cool ideas we're cooking up. Also, I'm doing a I'm doing a big update in about a week or two of what I'm doing personally outside the podcast. So don't you don't want to miss that. Get following the show on Apple Music. Get following the show on Spotify. Best way to keep up with the show. We'll see you guys later. Have a great week.